International Baptist College is a dynamic ministry of Tri-City Baptist Church in Chandler. IBC offers three Bachelor of Arts degrees and four graduate degrees. The professors at IBC desire to teach students how to think, live, and lead from a conservative biblical worldview. Whether you are pursuing a degree or laying a biblical foundation for your life, IBC will mentor you into ministry. Please check out our website at ibconline.edu or call 1-800-IBC-4858 for more information. When God asks you to make a vow you don't think you can keep, you know what you're supposed to do? Make the vow and ask him to help you keep it. Can I just tell you, God doesn't ask you to do anything he won't enable you to do if you lean on him. I'm Celeste Montague. Welcome to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, featuring the teaching of senior pastor Dr. Kevin Shaw. Dare to Stand is on the radio to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to all who will listen, to carefully teach the truth of God's Word, and to encourage a healthy lifestyle of worshiping and honoring God. For more details about Dare to Stand or the ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, please visit www.daretostand.org or call the church at 623-581-3115. You can receive a free MP3 copy of today's message or the entire series in MP3 format for a small fee by contacting the church. Well, we are studying the book of Jonah together, friends, and the consequences of disobeying God. Fortunately for Jonah and for us, God is a forgiving and redeeming God who is willing to inflict pain that will teach us to obey Him. He doesn't give up on us. He loves us enough to send a whale when we need it. Let's listen. Here's Dr. Kevin Shaw with part three of a lesson called Seven Lessons from the Belly of the Whale. God doesn't move on from you. He doesn't. The fact that God sent the fish as continuing chastisement, don't forget that the the chastising hand of a father is an expression of a father's love. One of the evidences that you're a child of God is when he doesn't let you get away with stuff. Have you ever noticed that? I hear people come, Christians, you know, they come and say, Pastor Shaw, I mean, this person does this and boom, that happens. This person does it, everything seems fine with them. This person does it, and I do this and boom, nothing ever seems to go right with me. That's right, you're a child of God. He's not going to let you get away with that stuff. That's his love. That's his love. God hears from anywhere. David said it in Psalm 51, and I, I just... I just love these words. He said, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt never despise. David was in the whale's belly. 
just prior, prior to writing these words. I cried. He answered. Um, here's another one. God is perfectly willing to make life very uncomfortable for us. Let me put it this way. God is, willi- God is perfectly will- willing to cause you pain. You say, oh yeah, pain. The pain of heartache, the pain of disappointment, the pain of loss. No, he's, willing. he's actually willing to cause you physical pain. I want you to notice verse 3. Here's what it says in verse 3. For thou hast cast me into the deep. Wait. No, 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 no. Okay. The sailors cast Jonah into the deep. But Jonah, when he's in the fish's belly, says, You, God, put me here. Now, what what Jonah does here, which is one of those great indications of the awareness of of a repentant heart, he comes to the realization that the place where he is, this broken place where he is, is God's work. It's not my boss's work. It's not my dad's work. It's not my mom's work. It's not my kid's work. Not my wife's work. Not my husband's work. Not the world around me work. It's not what the people, you know, what everybody is saying around me. It's not all of that. It's God who has done this to me. It's the same thing that we see in Psalm 51. See, and what happens is there are times, and people try to, there is a, um, there is a tendency, especially in American evangelicalism, to try to portray, even for Christians, this sort of kinder, gentler God. Well, you know, this is just what happened, but God would never really do this to you. God would never bring harm. Or, you know, he loves you and he wants the best for you and he wants you to live a pain-free life. And God would never do anything like, oh, what's, what's the word they used? God would never trigger you. Can, can I just tell you, Jonah's experience here is pretty triggering. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest it, truth in the inward part and the hidden part. Thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Make me to hear joy and gladness. Here are the words, here are the words that, um, that David speaks that coincide with what Jonah speaks, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. So he casts us in the deep, the sea, the waves, the water belongs to him. We think that God is too nice to punish us and too mean to hear us in our distress, but it's just the opposite. It is the, he is perfectly willing to punish us, and he will hear us when we repent and turn to him. Have you ever had that experience where God caused you physical pain? I don't often talk about this, but it's one of the things that was fairly obvious to people when people uh, watched me preach. Um, I, I, I'm missing part of a finger there. Some of you see that? That happened a number of years ago when my son was, my oldest son was, I don't know, probably junior age. Because we I was making an Awana pine car. Got too quick on a table saw. Um, 
was going to cut off a little edge of a piece of wood, wood caught, flipped my hand right into the blade, boom, lost the end of that finger, lost the end of this finger. You say, well, why didn't they reattach it? Because there was nothing to reattach. Turned the bone to sawdust. Can I just tell you something? You know what the first thought into my mind when I did that was? Oh, that hurt. I mean, the initial pain was like, you know, if you'd really smashed your finger with a hammer or something. So that's the initial pain. Then I looked down and I said, oh, that's bad. Because what I had was the bottom, you know, the flesh on the bottom part of my finger. I hope this doesn't gross some of you out. The flesh on the bottom part of my finger, but all the top part, including the bone, was gone. So it's kind of hanging there like a little loose hot dog. (laughs) Went to the hand surgeon. They took the front part of my finger and wrapped it around the top and sewed it on. So I still have the fingerprint. It's just on top. (laughs) Yes, that feels like that. Third thought through my mind was this. Forgive me, Lord, for being a poor steward of the body you've given me. Honestly, that's going through my mind. And there were some things that I was fighting with God about just like this, right here. And immediately it came to my mind. So when we talk about trying to figure out whether you're Jonah or Job, I was not Job with this. I was Jonah. I knew exactly what God was teaching me. You say, well, what was that, Pastor? None of your business. (laughs) And I have, by the way, a daily reminder of that lesson. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. Except sometimes when I'm trying to turn a nut on a car. (laughs) That's the time I really miss it. He's, God is perfectly willing to cause us pain. It's, it's, we think, well, God's too nice to do that. No, he's not. He's too loving not to. You see, this is just like the parent disciplining the child. Some parents want to be really nice, but not loving. And the Bible is really clear on this. So, I mean, you can take all of the social pressures you want, but the Bible is really clear on this. The parent that loves their child chastises them. That doesn't mean it all has to be the same, but they will discipline them. God chastises us because he loves us and he doesn't want to leave us in our sin. He did it for Jonah, and he'll do it for us, too. You're listening to Dare to Stand with Dr. Kevin Schall as we continue a teaching series in the book of Jonah and more of a lesson today titled, Seven Lessons from the Belly of the Whale. Dare to Stand is a radio outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church. You can link to the church at daretostand.org. Now, here's Dr. Shaw to talk a little about an addiction recovery ministry going on at his church called Freedom That Lasts. Hello, this is Kevin Shaw. Are you or someone you know dealing with the agony of an addiction? 
You cannot change what you do until you let God change who you are. Freedom That Lasts is a discipleship ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church that applies the life-transforming principles of the gospel and Christian growth to the problems of life-dominating sins and addictions. All of this happens in an atmosphere of love and accountability. If you would like to know more information about this important ministry, give us a call at 623-581-3115 or visit our website at daretostand.org. Go to the homepage and click the Discipleship Connections button. Thank you, Dr. Shaw, and please call Northwest Valley Baptist Church today if you or someone you love needs help with recovery from addiction. Now, let's get back to our study of Jonah and how God is willing to inflict pain on us in order to get our attention and turn us away from our sin and our disobedience. Let's listen to Jonah's prayer from the whale's belly. Here's our teacher. God is perfectly willing to, to, to cause us pain. So remember, when, when you're in the belly of the whale, that God, God puts you here, and it's okay. He can, he can do that. <laughs> you can be close to God and far away. Next principle here. He says, For thou hast cast me into the deep, into the midst of the seas, and the floods compassed me about, and all thy billows and thy waves passed over me. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight, yet I will look again toward thy holy temple. You say, well, wait a minute. We we preach omnipresent God, and he is... So he is everywhere at once. You can't run from God wherever you go. You know, the, the, uh, the, the depths of the sea, the heights of the sky. Uh, if he went to Tarshish, God would have been there. So how does it, you know, God knows everything. What does this mean out of thy sight? The idea here of being cast out of his sight is out of his good gaze. Out of his favorable sight. Out of that place of walking in favor of the Lord. You know how, how it is when you're walking in the, in the right path and everything is easy, but when you're walking in the wrong path, everything is hard? And God heard him from the waters, but he's cast out of the, the waters compassed me about, even to the soul, the depth closed round about me. The weeds wrapped around my head, I went to the bottoms. Of the earth, at the bottoms of the mountains. You can be far from God and close to Him at the same time. He can be in this room and I can be far from Him. I mean, and that's an interesting idea because it is, oftentimes it's my sense. It seems like God is so far away. It seems like I can't pray to Him. There's no, even though He's, he's all around. The Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 17 described this in, in to the to the philosophers on Mars Hill as he begins to preach. He said, there's this God, to the unknown God. You have no sense of awareness. For all practical purposes, he is far from you, and yet, he says, in him we live and move and have our being. You are dependent upon him. But, I mean, we can put this in practical relationship, right? You can be sitting right next to somebody and be very far away from them. Here's another principle, though. God can be truly close at any time. Jonah was in a rebellion, and he called out to God, and he heard him. He was in the fish's belly, and he called out to God, and he heard him. Jonah was on the brink of death, and the Lord heard him. He says here, uh, you know, he, this, he's in the bottom of the sea. This is when my soul fainted within me. He said, I'm, I'm, he's just at the moment of breathing his last. His soul is giving up. My prayer came in unto thee, into thy holy temple. 
I, I pray this prayer and it's immediately it to God in his holy temple in heaven. God is accessible to you at any moment. See, we have this, you know, we're Baptists, but it's amazing how Baptists sometimes think like they're in some other religion. Okay, I've gotten away from God and I've been sinning, and so, you know, God is way over there. And for, for me to get back to God, I've got to get on my knees and crawl there. And maybe if I get halfway, I can kind of call out to him and he might hear me. Maybe I crawl a little bit further. Maybe he might hear me. And I've got, to, I've got to do more. And I've got to be good for a while. And if I'm good for a while, then I prove myself. And then if I can prove myself, maybe, maybe he might be willing to accept me. You did not get saved by works. You do not get right by works. You get right by confessing your sin and repenting. And you can get right right now. Now, in a, in a few moments, just about 15 minutes, <clears throat> We're going to observe the Lord's table. One of the things that we do when we observe the Lord's table, I'll talk, I'm just getting right into that right now. We'll have the elements here. And one of the things that 1 Corinthians 11 says is that if you take the Lord's table unworthy, you're guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. So I need to take it in a worthy manner, which means I need to deal with, you know, a worthy manner means I don't take it in open rebellion. I don't take it in rebellion. So what do I have to do in order to take the Lord's table? Well, confess sin. You say, well, I've got to go get that thing right, and so I can't take it this month, and maybe I'll take it next month. No, the issue is confess it. Ask forgiveness now and enjoy fellowship now. You can be right with God right now. You can be truly right with God any time. And the last principle from the belly of the whale is this. God always receives sincere repentance. My, when my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord and my prayer came up unto thee, into thy holy temple. They that observe, he said, they that observe lying emptiness. You know, I'm just going to continue on in my lying and my rebellion and doing what I want. They're forsaking the mercy that belongs, that could be theirs. They're forsaking their own mercy. But I, he says, I will sacrifice to you. Here's, this is it. This is what should have happened when God told him to go to Nineveh and preach. Maybe he had that, that sense of regret, that sense of rebellion in his heart that said, I don't really want to go, but he should have dealt with it right there, gone on his knees and said, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. And when he got down to the, to the shores of the Mediterranean and got on the ship to Jaffa, was getting ready to run from God, he should have said at that moment, okay, Lord, I've come this far. This is wrong. I've been trying to run from you, but now I confess my sin. I will sacrifice to you, not my will, but thine be done. And when the storm hit the ship, and the ship is tossing to and fro and they're throwing the stuff out of the ship and they're getting ready to throw Jonah over the side. He could have gone on his knees right there and, and said, not my will but thine be done. I will make my sacrifices to you. 
He, should, he could have done it at any one point, but he did it now. You say, well, it's too late now. No, that's Satan's lie. It's not too late now. It's never too late to repent. We assume he needs confirming action. He does not. But see, well, how does God know then if I'm serious? Are you serious? He knows. He knows more whether you're serious than you do. And sometimes, you know, there are sometimes, you know, you're dealing with some sort of sinful habit. And God says, I want that. I'm not going to use a Bible to be an illustration of a sinful habit. God says, I want that thing. If I had my phone in my pocket, I'd use that. God says, you know, I want you to put that thing on the altar. And, and then I start thinking through and I say, you know, one of the first things is, do I want to? But, but then the second thing is this, will I fail? If, if I put this thing, whatever this thing is, whether it's the alcohol, the addiction, the stubborn habit, you know, whatever it is. But if, if, I, if I put that thing on the, the, the altar, Lord, I'm going to fail you with it. I, you know, I know eventually I'm going to, you know, so I, I don't want to make a vow I can't keep. Dr. Shaw will be back with a closing thought about making God a promise or a vow that we don't think we can keep. Stay tuned. You're listening to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, where our teacher, Dr. Kevin Shaw, serves as senior pastor. Northwest Valley Baptist Church is located at 4030 West Yorkshire Drive in Glendale. That's just south of the 101 at 40th Avenue. Come visit our new worship center. Sunday worship service is at 9.30 a.m., Adult Bible studies and Sunday school for all ages are at 11 a.m. and Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. Child care is provided for all services. Wednesday evening activities include prayer meetings, children's and teens programs. Northwest Valley Baptist Church also offers a quality traditional Christian education for your children, grades K-12, through at Arrowhead Christian Academy, located right on the church property at 40th Avenue and Yorkshire Drive. For more details about the church, kids' programs, this radio broadcast, or to register your kids for Arrowhead Christian Academy, please visit www.daretostand.org or call 623-581-3115. Dare to Stand is a listener-supported radio ministry. We encourage you to consider supporting Dr. Shaw with a tax-deductible donation of any amount. We would love to give you a free CD of Dr. Shaw's Bible teaching and to minister to you in any way we can. So please call Northwest Valley Baptist Church today, 623-581-3115. You're always welcome to visit Northwest for Sunday morning services at 9.30 a.m., Sunday evening discipleship at 6 p.m. And you can hear Dare to Stand Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. right here on this same radio station. I'm Celeste Montague, inviting you to join us next time for more from our study of the book of Jonah. And now here's Dr. Shaw with some closing thoughts about how to respond to God when he asks us to do something 
that we don't think we can do. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time for more right here on Dare to Stand. You know, when God asks you to make a vow you don't think you can keep, you know what you're supposed to do? Make the vow and ask him to help you keep it. Can I just tell you, God doesn't ask you to do anything he won't enable you to do if you lean on him. Remember, not if the time comes, but when you're in the belly of the whale, these seven principles.